going guys it's going how are you i am good welcome to next to nothing everybody the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming um ren real quick question yes do you know do you know why we do this show oh my god why (laughs) are you going with this already (laughs) oh no um i'm not doing the intro you think i'm doing but there are moments, okay. there are moments in one's life where unexpected costs pop up, such as in uh, the middle of January, when the blower motor of your car decides to go out unexpectedly oh. in the middle of January during an ice storm, and you have to go spend $80 to replace it. <laughs> the, this show is for those moments when though, when that when the $80 that you thought you were going to have to spend on a game goes up in smoke. <laughs> Gone. That's what this show is for. This show is for you, the man who has to go buy a blower motor because he lives in the upper Midwest and can probably not survive the winter without it. <laughs> and likewise to the man who lives in the desert and needs it for his air conditioning in his car otherwise he would <laughs> likely bake to death <laughs> this, oh, this show is for you the downtrodden <laughs> respect that it's <laughs> one way to put it you know it's, one, it's definitely yeah. one way to put it one way to put it <laughs> Really thought we were going one direction. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I took this this path. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Ren are just some boys with a dream. Oh, we're, uh, that's fine. <laughs> so, so this is a podcast, right? Yeah, is this that, is a podcast. Not, it's okay. not okay. It's not you me should. rambling incoherently. <laughs> um, okay. Ren, how are you doing today? Just wondering. Dude, I'm doing great. I'm having a good day. I can't complain. I got coffee. I'm I'm dandy. Nice. Seems good. Awesome. How's yeah. the coffee? Nice and warm. It's yes, awesome. <laughs> better than cold. Better than I mean, exactly. Actually, I say that I've gotten into cold brew, and that stuff's amazing. But oh, man, I can't do like I do like it's, this sweet and cold me. brew, and it helps me kick my soda habit. If like I have a really bad soda habit lately, really? yeah. If you get like the slightly sweetened like Starbucks, you know, it's more expensive, but it fulfills the same need, and you don't have all the other nasty shit that comes with uh, sodas. Um, I'll, I'll try it. Awesome. Well, okay. we have a guest this week, if you guys haven't uh, figured it out. Uh, Taylor, a.k.a. Wretched Wolf. How are you doing, dude? Doing all right. All right. So I'm just going to let you, right off the top, tell people what you do, where they can find it, and um, where to follow you at. All that good stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Off the top. Cool. Well, my name's Taylor. Um, some people may know me on as Wretched Wolf on Twitch, and occasionally I'll pop up on the stream and do like Mario Kart or Quake or something stupid. Um, but my primary project is that I'm also doing a podcast. It's called Just Think. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, the next one I'm going to do is iHeartRadio, but we're not quite there yet. Basically, it's just a show where I talk about different things going on in life. So like right now I'm going through a social media po- uh, series where I educate the the people who are listening about different aspects of social media, how it's affecting you, how it may affect you, how they make money was the last week's episode. 
uh, talked about religion. I've talked about, you know, there's a Paul, Paul, eh, words. Okay. Political bit at the end of most episodes. I try to keep it to where I do both sides. That's hard to do without people kind of giving me some feedback, but it happens. Um, and that's pretty much it. So you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and the Google ones. It's just think. It's pretty easy. It's You can find us on I. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do this so good on my podcast go on someone else's podcast and totally blow the spot um we're on instagram and twitter as well it's at just think pod one word it's great so that's me awesome all right you boys ready to talk about games well mostly gaming news this week of course dude yes yes so much yes i've been born ready for this one moment (laughs) (laughs) um oh man so i guess i'll just start real quick uh real quick neat little service that i found um, and I have to give a shout out to Tiff, uh, a viewer in uh, both of our channels. Um, it's mm-hmm. a Minecraft free server service called Atronos, I believe is how it's supposed to be pronounced. Let me double mm-hmm. check. Um, yeah, A T E R N O S. It's a free service. Now, I will say it is not the best as something that you would pay for. You know, in terms right. of one of the other hosting ho- server hosting uh, services or um, even or the official realms, it's not going to be as good as that. Um, if nobody's mm-hmm. on the server for more than five minutes at a time, it will automatically close down the server. So you have to restart it. Um, <clears throat> lag, especially on really busy d- nights can be really bad. Um, they aren't like super robust servers. So if you have someone who's spawning in, um, a bunch of chickens, <laughs> uh, for an example, not saying anything happened, not saying, not saying that's uh, specific to us. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, but it might be ridiculous. Maybe allegedly, allegedly, um, it might not, uh, hold up as well, but it's still free. It's a good way to play with friends without having to push your, or if you're a streamer, put, play with viewers without having to push your IP out there. Um, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, I've, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft lately. Now that's attracted a lot of trolls. <laughs> so many. Oops. So many trolls. Yeah, and people want to play. SR and Minecraft. They don't mix. All of the Minecraft parody songs. <laughs> All oh, of them. No. Yes. Just, Every single one. I, I got to the point where I'm going to just like start banning people for their shit. For freaking... <laughs> It's like, oh, man. I don't care. I don't care if it's regular viewer like Slaughter. Just <laughs> God, <laughs> out. Stop it. <laughs> oh man, that's great. But it's free. Um, so yeah, it's check that out if you want to like revitalize your Minecraft life. It's actually been pretty fun um, getting these yeah. getting people in and having you know good times with Minecraft. Um, so yeah, that's just. One thing I want to talk about, Ren, did you have anything you want to add about this Atrino server experience? Yeah, so so I've been playing along with Danny, obviously. Um, it's okay. It's it's all right. Um, I would say, so basically, if you have a Minecraft account and you don't really like use it so often, chances are you have a free trial for a thing called Realms. It's basically like a tiny server that you can use with friends, and it's actually officially hosted from the Minecraft devs, right? So, for the most part, it tends to be a lot more stable. The downside is, of course, it's like a trial period. Whereas um, Eternos is, you can just do it for however long you want to. There's no real, like, time period that you, like, have to play it or not. Um, 
but I I personally think that's always a good start. If you're just like, I don't know if I want to play Minecraft right now. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Like, if I want to play with friends, we can test it out there. And if we like it, it's not that bad. I checked the prices. They're something. Um, it's like $8 a month, I believe, which isn't too bad. But it's definitely like it's up there yeah. for a small server. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing that I really thought about. Um, but for like a free trial, I would definitely recommend doing that. Yeah. Just to like play with friends and see how it goes for sure. But yeah. Eternos isn't bad necessarily. It's just you don't really know what you're signing up for when you go on like a free open server. That's personally my gripe with it. Um, so like either it might not function like up to like the specs that you want it to. And you can't really like you don't know what's happening in the back end realistically. Mm -hmm. So that's like those are some of the downsides to it for sure. But if you just want to like play with friends, that's definitely an easy way of doing it for sure. But yeah, that's that's basically all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. This is a, it's it's been fun with that. Um, that's just something like mm -hmm. if you don't want to pay for a server, you know, don't want to do or try to find a server because it can be a pain in the ass to like go through the forums and like fill out applications like it, you're like renting an apartment. Yes, <laughs> I swear to God, it's like have you ever been convicted of a felony? <laughs> I just want to mine some diamonds, friends. Right. Yeah. So what's with I this? Think it's Can we not bring up my past here? The van was a one-time <laughs> deal. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that if you play it with a few friends and nobody like especially goes crazy, uh, it's totally fine. Like I can't really see too many issues with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you possibly if you go a little bit crazy with the chicken spawns, or maybe you're just all like, "What's off that direction for a mile?" Yeah. It might cause some issues, but uh. Yeah, if you're keeping it, like, relatively tame, it should be fine. Mm -hmm. That's basically, like, it for me, essentially. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically that. Uh, mm -hmm. So, we have a lot of news. It's been actually that's kind of a busy gaming news week. It's It's been a really busy gaming, like, week, for sure. Um, yeah, you know what? You keep going, because I already know what I want to talk about, and I'm not going to let it go <laughs> for, like, 30 to 40 minutes. So... So you do. Um, well, do you guys want to start with this Amazon um, game uh, cloud service that they it's rumored yeah, it. or developing? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So these are all this is all speculation based on reports. This is rumors. But it sounds like Amazon is going to um, come out with a game streaming service similar to Microsoft's xCloud and Google's Project Stream. Um, <laughs> Amazon really hasn't confirmed or denied this, so a lot of everything is just speculation um, that it's probably going to be based on the AWS, the Amazon Web Services um, that already exists. A lot of the infrastructure probably is already there. Um, there and there's just been a... Whoops. You get? Yeah, there's just a um, loud thing because I had to try to reset something. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Difficulties. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, it's suggested that it's going to be based on the AWS. Uh, there's not a lot of other details out there that people probably haven't already pieced together. That it's probably going to, you know, it's obviously going to stream to consoles or lower end PCs or PCs. Um, mm -hmm. What I was more interested in, I kind of wanted to ask this follow-up question because we've talked about these game services before. 
Um, and I have a feeling this will be what will end up in this market being um, exclusive titles to these tied to these game streaming services. A lot like how, um, like with Hulu or Crunchyroll or Amazon Prime or Netflix, that series, you know, television series and movies are held exclusively on those services. So I was kind of curious mm-hmm. to put it out to you guys: what games are gonna like be the ones that make you want to go to one of these services like what game that you don't already have would make you want to go to one of these services i'm gonna be honest at least for me personally i wouldn't probably go to any of them anytime soon at all Mm -hmm. i don't really necessarily have a reason to my pc is fairly high end um maybe if you're running on a low-end spec and you really really want to play like upcoming triple a titles maybe but i don't I don't know, dude. I it's not like it's I don't think it's gonna be a thing that I'll ever really use for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure once it, it gets a little more more solidified and a little bit more structured and probably like I would say like four years. Mm-hmm. Um I could see a lot of people moving towards that direction for sure. Yeah. I still I personally feel right now it's still like fairly in its infancy stages. Mm-hmm. And like we're kind of at the stage where like I mean I don't know. A lot of games will run on like reasonable specs right now. The yeah. only thing that we've realistically like ran into where it's been a little bit sketchy is actually Anthem, where mm-hmm. its recommended specs were like significantly higher than what I personally expected, or its minimum specs rather mm-hmm. um, were a lot higher than what I expected. That seemed like a game where I was just like, I don't feel like it should be nearly this high where it's requiring a GTX 1060 to run at minimum spec. I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. You think and I'm that's sure high? maybe they're just like I, I feel like that's high for most consumers. I mean the 1060's been out for how many years now though? Right. But like for a good majority well, I believe a good majority of consumers do, because personally, if I didn't stream, I wouldn't have the computer I have at all. I would that's not fair. I wouldn't have like a 1070, which isn't even realistically that high end, but like that's it's definitely a chunk of money that you just throw at something. So mm-hmm. like I don't know. Maybe if you really want to run certain games on pc with like crazy settings maybe (laughs) but like at at the current stage i feel like it's not that like necessary at the moment Mm -hmm. is basically how i view it yeah i don't know you think we're we're um netflix pre-2009 in terms of this (laughs) to put it to put it cool you got them in the mail it was great (laughs) pull them in you lost yeah. it, had to pay for it later, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, how do you feel about it, Taylor? I'm curious. Uh, okay, so like, th- there's two different sides to this that I c- come at it from, right? So like, yeah, for me mm-hmm. personally, I'm probably in the same boat as Rin as of now. You know, like the eight cores and 1080s, and it's, it's whatever. Like The physical machine in your apartment is t- probably going to be better than any streaming service provided to you, right? Right. Um, that being said, I could see me using it if I could do like a $10. $15 a month. You gotta pay for it somehow, right? And try yeah. games, maybe if they could get those like as the games come out so you can try it before you buy it and then buy it, right? Because I'm a shooter guy, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be what would draw me to these services. The thing is, though, that these services have latency inherent, so that, shooters aren't going to be... And that's definitely a huge issue with like shooters mm-hmm. where like you really can't afford that loss. Even right. if it's especially like if you have to stream it at 30 FPS, I personally can't play like a shooter at 30 yeah, FPS. Yeah, I struggle. I lose my mind. I just recently downgraded from 144 to 60, and I'm struggling for it. 
but yeah so yeah that kind of difference matters so i think for shooters it's not like that would be what i would want but realistically Mm -hmm. if i'm going to play a shooter i'm going to have my own box now that being said i think games that are more story-based have Mm -hmm. the potential to really drive these platforms you know you have the assassin's creeds the witchers those types of games and for people like it's easy when you already have a box to be like i don't need this because i have a box and that's true but you know you think of the 13 year old that doesn't have a thousand dollars to drop on a computer and and whatever and you're you're the parent of that said 13 year old they want to play a game you just charge 10 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month and they can play all these different games like i could see it for that market being right. huge you know what i mean um yeah. and i can see it being huge for of course budget oriented gamers where they don't ha- again they don't ever have some mass so they can just do five or ten dollars a month and they can get different games i can see that being huge and then being able to like on your 2007 macbook play the witcher 3 ultra settings on 1080p yeah and not have to like do that hardware cost but that, that yeah i can see it being huge for there now i think that what it's best suited for won't be what sells it. Because it seems like it'd be best suited for these big RPGs that are slower paced, right? But let's be real, mm-hmm. Fortnite and PUBG and Call of Duty are always going to be the main driver. So whoever nags Epic Games slash um, Activision contract is probably going to be superior and it's probably going to be Amazon because they got the cash to do it. Yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah, I honestly, I 100% agree on that. I, I wasn't even like thinking to be completely honest. I wasn't even thinking about like the specific types of games, but you're totally right. Like yeah, I could yeah. not bear running a shooter on like a system like that. I would lose my mind. Now, for <laughs> right. something, like if it's a cinematic like story game, for example, where like you really aren't time restraint or like right. you don't need or the 40 milliseconds doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Then I totally see it as like a perfect thing. But uh yeah that's a really great point and you're right chances are a lot of people are going to try to cash in on like shooters are really popular maybe yeah. we just throw some shooters in there and try to sell them on that and it's like mm, i don't know about that one I mean, you know i mean you know for the person who plays shooters already like yeah you're not going to do it but it's not a bad yeah. thing for the gaming industry to open up this platform to where people who wouldn't normally be playing these games to be playing them so i think we still all benefit in the end yes because more money is going to the game devs hopefully they're using that money to make better games or better hardware you know for their hardware companies and we should all benefit in the end i would think mm-hmm. right yeah no exactly but yeah i i 100 agree on that i don't know i i personally feel like it's just in its infancy stages i feel like give it some more time and it definitely will be a lot more like a realistic approach mm-hmm. for sure yeah and you'd be able to develop yeah. some more more thoughts and feelings on it and... yeah absolutely i mean like even considering like the new uh the new graphics card lineup recently came out and yes it's it's a little bit something it's definitely a little bit sketchy with like a lot of games <laughs> that were supposed to have ray tracing that don't even have it mm-hmm. and that's an issue in itself but like give it more time and more games will definitely use that and the more right. current like pcs won't be able to run that sort of thing so mm-hmm. like once i'm i'm assuming probably once like ray tracing really gets like its foot in the door maybe these things will like have a little bit more use but uh for the time being i don't really know I, i'm just i don't know now these <laughs> services okay. would make me nervous if like sony or microsoft trying to push out my consoles though you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this could really hurt the console space unless they use consoles, but I don't see that being how it would do because the virtual machines are easier. So mm-hmm. right, yeah. I could see companies like Sony and Microsoft. Well, maybe Microsoft can go either way with it, but Sony especially trying to block it because it's in their mm-hmm. best interest not to have that 
you know, open ecosystem less cheaper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you guys want to mention on this particular topic? Because that's just no, that's no. that's the one follow up like discussion question I had on it, and I was kind of curious how you guys. <laughs> and I I agree. Yeah. It, I wouldn't want to play shooters on this. I would think for me, probably like the really cinematic, you know, Final Fantasies or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what company could make bank with licensing? Nintendo. Nintendo should get on this. <laughs> that would right? be really And cool, Nintendo yeah. get the youth, they get the older people. Like, yeah, and they, they should just make a stupidly expensive contract. Someone will buy it. <laughs> yeah. And they should just make bank. Yeah. I definitely see <laughs> right. Smash Bros. on your phone. Come on, Nintendo. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they just get carried by Amazon through quarter one, two, three, four. Right. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. Um, oh, my God. So the next story kind of goes into... We've already mentioned Fortnite, I think, once. And this will probably be the first mm-hmm. time we've legitimately discussed Fortnite on this podcast. After how many episodes, like half a year, um, <laughs> finally discussing uh, Epic Games and Fortnite. Um, Epic Games Store now allows refunds for, quote, any reason. Um, basically bringing themselves in line with the Steam, uh, the Steam policy where it's uh, two days. Or well, hold on. Um, it's less than two hours, I think. If you bought it from the Epic Store, you can claim a refund as long as the request is made within 14 days of the purchase and the game has less than two hours of playtime on it, which I think the two hours playtime is still ridiculous. I think it has to be good. I still think four hours at the absolute minimum. I was like, you can spend two hours troubleshooting an issue. Yeah. Two hours, I guess. So, yeah, my my opinion has always been that two hours is far too short. Um... Mm -hmm. Four hours is the better option because you can actually get into the game and make sure that it doesn't actually bug out on you within four hours. Two hours you can spend, like you said, just trying to get your settings right to see if the game is playable on your system or Mm -hmm. to make sure there's no game breaking issues, um, you know, right off the bat. So, yeah, that in. Yeah, that. So I've always thought two hours is way too short. Yeah, I mean, Um, there's even a lot of games themselves that really try to like, they try to suck you in for those two hours. And then after that, they're kind of just trashed. Like to be completely honest, that's definitely a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, two hours is enough for a tutorial. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. And a lot of games really will focus on that grind, that really early grind and try Mm -hmm. to suck you into that. And then after that grind, there's not really a whole lot like left that's really going on that's interesting. Yeah, that that's at least one issue I definitely run into with certain games where it's like I'll even notice the pattern of just like a certain game just being like, I don't you feel like you're just making me run in circles a lot right now. And I'm not into that. (laughs) And well, then, like, what about cutscenes? Because there are some Mm. games where like I'm thinking like Metal Gear Solid. Right. Uh, the Phantom Pain, where cutscene, gameplay, yeah. cutscene, 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 gameplay, cutscene. I don't <laughs> know. Like, gameplay, that, cutscene. For me, it depends, you know? Like, if you know you're getting into that in a story based game and everyone knows it's a story based game, then so be it. Yeah. Um, 
But if it's not, and you're just kind of getting sucked in these cutscenes after cutscenes after cutscenes, and you get your two hours and it's over, it's like that's kind of BS. I think it depends on what you're going into it with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah I agree because that's. Um, <laughs> I can just imagine just somebody sitting and like trying to play a game for two hours, and it's just <laughs> like cutscenes, and they sit there and they're like, they get there and like the like the first door is just bugged. Like they can't, <laughs> and they're stuck in that save. They're absolutely like stuck in that save. Timer above the door. It's like congratulations, you hit the two-hour mark. Just dead. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no refund. <laughs> Thank um, you for your money. <laughs> oh my god, I um, lose my mind. That would be a lesson in pre-ordering. That's what that would be. <laughs> um, oh man, fourteen days. Fourteen days. I'm fine with. I actually think that it should be thirty days like every other retail mm-hmm. situation but okay fine 14 days you're ashamed. i can understand it being a little short because like you can in 30 yeah. days you can get to the whole thing like yeah 14 days is make it to where okay you might not see all the content or you might well, not max out the game or it's whichever comes first it's two hours of yeah. gameplay right. or the 14 days so yeah. i I'd... i feel like if you haven't played the game in 14 days that's kind of on you at that point really like yeah i i don't know i wouldn't go out and spend a bunch of money on a game and then just not play it <laughs> for an extended period of time yeah. that might just be me <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean sure it definitely does happen but i mean like, oh no, yeah, no i feel that though because if i'm going to go buy a game the first yeah, thing i'm doing yeah. when i'm getting back is playing it like that was the yeah, whole point right. of me buying the game mm-hmm. exactly yeah that's how I feel about it personally, yep. at least on that stage. I feel like 14. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I just kind of think about it as like, I feel like 30 is way too long, but that's just me. I, the only reason I say that is because it'd be nice for them to kind of join in with other retail. You know, you go to a retail store yeah. and you buy like, I don't know, a set of knives. And right. as long as that box hasn't been opened and the knives clearly haven't been used and you return with your thir- mm-hmm. with your receipt in 30 days, Almost every store, that's the policy, and they're going to return. They're going to return that. Doesn't that policy apply to games that are not opened as well? I mean, how do you handle the difference between software? That I mean, that'd be a good. That's a good question, I guess. Because you're right. Yeah. I mean, so, like this, but like you go to another retail store. Like I buy uh, an Xbox One game at Walmart. I don't yeah. even break I guess the that's plastic a fair seal. Point if you put it that way, yeah. You know, if I don't break, it's the same thing. Yeah, if I don't break the plastic seal on that game disc, right. and I come back with my receipt thirty days later. Um, mm-hmm. Now the other question being, because a lot of times when you're in that situation, it's more like somebody got you a gift, right? You know, like grandma got you the latest Sonic game. Uh, this is actually, <laughs> yeah. This is actually from my. This is actually like a thing from Christmas. My uh, grand, my one of my grandpas gave me a Sonic game that I already had. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm like, Hey grandpa, I'm sorry, but I already have this. Um, can I get the receipt? And he's, yeah, he gave me the Toys R Us receipt and you know, that like, so that situation. Mm-hmm. So if you gift software through Epic games, now it obviously should probably tell somebody that they like, but like, if you don't want that game for whatever reason right. know, mm-hmm. and then get that return for 30 days, that's, that's my, that's kind of my view on that. Um, that and like the four hours. Those are like the only changes mm-hmm. I would make, but Epic really, I think Epic really just did this to be in line with Steam because I don't know oh, what they're, yeah. the, just to update it and be like, well, you guys can't complain about our return policy now because we have the same as Steam if Steam is the industry standard, which I don't think it should be. Um, right. 
but I, uh, I feel like more than anything, it's just kind of like a jab at uh, the other launchers that are really coming out. And yeah. like uh, one of the biggest ones, and it pisses me off to no end, is uh, Bethesda's launcher, mm. where it's just if you download the game, that's it. No refund. You're done. That's, I mean, I can kind of understand it, though, because I, you, once you download a program, there's no guarantee it's gone. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not the same as a disc or a cartridge because a disc or a cartridge, you send it back. I mean, could rip it, but most people aren't going to do that. Um, but if you download a program and then copy it to a USB stick or whatever, and you want to go play with the files, they have no real way of knowing. So I can understand some of the logic mm-hmm. behind it, but that doesn't mean I could defend it because the, the, the reality right. is that most people don't do that. But I could see how it could like hold up logically. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, my question is, is, you know, what if the game is just completely broken? Oh, you downloaded it. Yeah. But we right. gave you, you know, it's kind of like getting yeah. a broken disc in that way then. You know, right. The, a disc that was crushed by another box in shipping. It's like, well, yeah. I, you know, opened up the plastic. I open up and the CD is broken in three different ways. Right. Kind of the same way with the software, I guess. It, it's, a, it's a very sticky and, like, hard situation because you're right like the software is different than physical media but we do have game sales in physical media still for how much longer who knows (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know it'll go it'll probably go much the way that uh it did in music well i guess music came back to vinyl would Mm -hmm. hold on real quick just because i had Mm -hmm. are we gonna see like in 10 15 years People be like, you gotta play games on the classic cartridges. It's just so much better. The analog is so much better. Oh, you know, you know it, man. You know there's gonna be like some hippie fad thing in twenty years. But like, dude, some some dude face. with a must, some dude with a mustache twirled all the way out, drinking yeah, a, a. I mean, a, like people are down to play on a Game Boy. I, I'm right. gonna admit, I'm one of them. You give me a Game Boy, I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, please. Game Boy is legit. The fidelity yeah, is... Exactly. But, but it's different. We grew up with it. We're talking about our kids here. Like, our kids be like, dude, the Game Boy. And it's like, dude, shut up. The, wor- the worst part about it is going to be, because, you know, in vinyl, it's all about the fidelity is so much better. I just want some mustache-twirling hipster drinking his local IPA, singing Iron and Wine, and being like, Dude, the fidelity on the SNES is so much better than the PS4. <laughs> like, no, it's not. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, I oh, swear. Um, oh, man. I can so, see it. <laughs> so just a couple other things on this. Uh, any game you purchase through uh, the Epic Game Store is eligible for a refund. If you receive a refund for a game, you will also receive a refund for all in-app uh, and downloadable content purchases you made through Epic's through the Epic Game Store for that game, so long as that content has not been consumed, modified, or transferred. That's um, cool. Okay. Okay. Um, wait, 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 wait. There's a word in there that sketches me out. Is how it the consumed? hell? Are, no. How the hell are they know? Do they know if you modified it? Oh man. Hmm. Um, That's not cool. There's something in that program because to be able to like know modified a file on your machine through their you know that uses their client mm-hmm. yeah i don't like that <laughs> and this is the same like this is owned by tencent isn't it epic games i believe I, so you know i'm not actually, sure i think so that's not good for that pr no uh don't like that 
Sorry. <laughs> a little tangent. <laughs> no, no, you're totally fine. Yeah, Tencent owns 40% of Epic Games. Oof. So they're yeah. not like, well, I mean, they're they're pretty much like the yeah. big shareholder, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's a good point. I don't know. I, I like it so far. I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, that's going to suck if they're checking, like, see if, like, I, what I'm imagining is most likely they're checking when you go to refund it if the files are modified then i yeah don't but they're really like checking it nonstop. What if but you then again, to it's very open for interpretation on that right and if the, and this is my it guy coming out like if they have read mm-hmm. access to one folder what's to stop them from reading other things that they shouldn't right. be reading yeah you know some people are really worried about their porn collection getting out so maybe they shouldn't <laughs> go letting tencent be able to see it like <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, that's why I've been worried about Discord. They're really looking at all my porn. <laughs> Just all of it. Just saying. Just... <laughs> oh, man. Maybe uh, they think it's hot. You never know. <laughs> I just get a, me- I get a private message from Discord, and it's like, Discord team, like, hey, can you find that one uh, sexy, <laughs> sexy teen does this again? <laughs> Where'd you find that dwarf playlist? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Your right. <laughs> it's just an official Discord team <laughs> message. Uh, oh, shit. man. Um, so related to this is Epic Games got an F rating from the Better Business Bureau. Uh, related to Fortnite, mostly. Um, Mm -hmm. They haven't responded to this. Uh, According to all the articles I've read on this, they didn't... We haven't gotten a response from them. Um, The Better Business Bureau is the... uh, It's a consumer watchdog group. Basically, what they're citing is that um, Epic hasn't responded to over 200 complaints, 279 complaints, to be exact, um, which almost all of them... uh, have been made over all of those have been made over the last year all but mm-hmm. eight of those have been um la- i'm sorry all of them been over the last three years all but eight were in this year so okay 271 complaints about epic so as now is this complaints to the better business bureau or is this complaints listed something? that would be my first question um so yeah. i think <laughs> what happens is that Let's see. Let me read real quick. But I think what happens is that the Better Business Bureau um, will – you have a grievance with with uh, Epic. You try to bring it up with their customer service. You know, you try to get like – say there's like a mischarge, like somebody stole your credit card or something like that. Right. Um, Aren't 13-year-olds stealing credit cards for Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get them V-Bucks in. Yeah. You know someone's doing it. <laughs> I'm wrong. sure. I'm sure there's probably some sort of racket there for Fortnite, but something like that happens. Like there's a mischarge or um, stolen credit card information is used. Um, so what'll happen is if like Epic doesn't respond to that, then that mm-hmm. usually that consumer will file a complaint with the um, with the Better Business Bureau, and it is then on to the company to be like. Hey, this complaint that you have here, we've dealt with this and, you know, clear it up, please. Mm-hmm. So these, so these are already people who code and complain and then it is on the business. If I'm, if I'm remembering this right, it is then on the business to be like, Hey, no, we responded to this. This is our, like our policy on this. Um, and so this is mostly like on their customer service. Okay. Um, so let's see. 
because there's been a couple issue where like there is um one person who had an unauthorized charge of $160 on their card. So there have been like actual um you know, like mischarges right. and stuff like that. Right, they need to solve that. Yeah. Um they they point out here in the in the PC gamer article that they are a private organization. They're not a, they're not a government organization. So you guys don't have to, you know for the libertarians out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's also kind of um, worth noting that other companies um, like Blizzard has like an A plus uh, and Activision does. Um, mm-hmm. And it's which most, really, if we're being real here, they ain't. I love Blizzard, but they're not. No, you know what I mean. Mm. I think I also read somewhere that like EA has an A minus, which fuck mm. that. <laughs> yeah, that was something I noticed. EA has an A minus. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Like, let's be real here. Not that one. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't help for their credibility. So I, I think there there is some. You know, maybe some like. More conservative parents might care more. The better be able to spare give Epic Games like NASA, mm. like no Fortnite for you. I don't see this really mattering though. In mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things, I mean, what's the average age of a Fortnite player? 16, 15? Probably. They don't care. It's free to play. Like whatever. They don't care if it modifies or steals your porn or whatever. So I don't know. I would be kind of curious to see if there's any investor change after watching this. You know, after seeing it plan out, the investors are reading it and be like, "Oh, this could be potentially bad." But in the same token, like when was the last time the Better Business Bureau was in the news in the main way? That's that's honestly a really good point because I almost never hear about the Better Business Bureau. Right? You used to hear about them all the time. Like, oh, we're an A plus company. We have the Better Business Bureau. Every advertisement, like ten years ago, no one ever talks about. So it's all yeah. it's no, might be too honestly, little too late. On yeah. One. Yeah. Because you're right. When you're looking at this information, it's like EA is doing great. Activision. Blizzard. <laughs> it's like, I don't know about that one, dude. Right. I, mm, I don't yeah. know. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of going to be honest. I'm kind of indifferent about it. I feel like it doesn't really hold too much weight, at no, least to most so. people. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. Yes, you're right. Probably to investors it does, but also it probably doesn't to nearly like a crazy extent. Like right. they're probably just like, oh, okay. They're probably That's thinking bad the same PR. thing. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, they're probably thinking the same thing where it's like, okay, who the fuck has listened to the <laughs> <laughs> to be honest? Now, I think it would like honestly, as someone who is a little bit more libertarian, I think it would have more credence if it was coming from a little bit. You know, like saying like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a problem. You need to address it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Yeah that's not what's happening so who cares yeah yeah no i agree to be completely honest cool i don't know i i feel like it just doesn't really hold a lot of weight it's there okay mm-hmm. but i feel like most people probably won't even think about it <laughs> yeah i think the same people who are keeping up with this sort of thing would be would be more concerned with like when 10 cent acquired four percent like that's a big deal yes. if you follow 10 cent like 10 cents not a good company they're chinese well, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what you think of the Chinese, that's a really bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Epic Games already has this long list of crap going against them. And no one, mm-hmm. they, they don't care. You know, the people who are already against Epic Games are already against them. They're not going to, they're not going to use their service no matter what happens at this point. And thirteen-year-olds, which is their primary base as of right now, as far as I'm aware, what's the Better Business Bureau? I don't know about you, <laughs> but the um, all the thirteens I know really care about the Better Business Bureau. They also have some really <laughs> interesting thoughts on on um, you know watchdog groups in general. 
Um, it's actually uh-huh. it's very bizarre. I don't know how many, I I don't know why these thirteen year olds are like this, but it's like the majority thirteen year olds I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. Hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah. Oh awesome. man, never believed you more. <laughs> now you know maybe the right person picks this story up and then people start caring a little bit more, but. Mm-hmm. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, you know? you're not you're yeah. not seeing. Um, I'm showing my YouTube habits here, but like Linus Tech Tips isn't talking about this at all, and he's right. a pretty big influencer, and mm-hmm. it's just I don't know. Yeah, there's, well, yeah, and I mean, Fortnite or Epic Games getting an F in from the Better Business Bureau isn't nearly as um, enticing of a title as. Uh, Men would rather play Fortnite than fuck their girlfriends. Right. <laughs> right. Seen, I've seen that article. I've seen that article for like a year now. I swear, I've seen this article for a fucking year. <laughs> this was actually this YouTuber who I finally had to stop following because he posted this story again. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Pool, Tim Cast. I had to unsubscribe from his channel because it pissed me off. And I'm like, Tim, I have seen you do this story before. I swear right. I have. <laughs> Another thing, too, that just kind of comes to mind is that, you know, Better Business Bureau and a free product, essentially. Like, who cares if they get an F? Mm-hmm. It's free. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so honestly. I, I don't know. There, I think there's a lot going on. Like, I think it's, it's a cool... Um, topic for those of you who are like super involved in this sort of deal because then you can become more aware maybe you're the influencer for you can help them out but mm-hmm. i think on a grand scale i don't like if i'm epic games i'm breaking it in right now with fortnite and dances and all whatever and there's 200 complaints from the better business or oh, what you know what can they do they're a private watch group that's what they're gonna say i suck congratulations <laughs> you and the rest of the world knows that i suck i'm a company that's, that's my that's my shtick um i'm owned by 10 cent it's just yeah I, I wouldn't even bother with those 200 complaints either it's just hey hey wretched, no, it's not wretched. smart yeah wretched. you suck that's about it's, a, it's about as good as it gets <laughs> it's about all the i know I that it's okay <laughs> it's about as effective right yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Cause, yeah, until until like somebody steps in, like with EA, that happened. It's like, hey, like you guys should probably like investigate all of like these uh, unauthorized charges you're allowing through um, right. before you end up like <clears throat> G2A. <laughs> um, Hard to come back from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, so <laughs> real quick, mm-hmm. we have another story to talk about and, um, okay. Ren, you're really excited to talk about the story. I can tell. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. soldier boy tried to come. No. Out. Oh, that's, <laughs> no. what, that's what, <laughs> hey, fine. whatever. Do no, it. I'm talk kidding. Yes. Does, <laughs> fine. No, I'm joking. Let's talk it's about Bungie cool, Activision Blizzard. Soldier boy made another console. <laughs> it's cheaper on AliExpress right. by a different seller. Just go get it there. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ren, you are a boy with a dream. Let's talk about Bungie and Activision <laughs> and Blizzard. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, alright, alright, alright. So it's gonna it's gonna sound on surface not probably like that big of a deal to some people. Mm-hmm. Really depends. I think it's like the best news of all time. <laughs> but like 
I listen. I got. You can so tell because he went like this. three octaves higher with his voice. Like he's excited. Oh, he's stoked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped. So essentially, essentially, for those who don't know, um, Activision and Bungie have been in a ten-year contract. Their plan was to make uh, Destiny one through three, I believe, for like an entire ten-year span. Um, they preemptively canceled their contract. Uh, Activision no longer owns Blizzard, which is, oh my god. And to my understanding, Blizzard, or not Blizzard, excuse me, um, Bungie, was I saying Blizzard before? Bungie was the one that canceled the contract with them. And that is some amazing news. Not just so much because Activision's like one of the shittiest like mega corporations of all time and I lose my shit even thinking about them. But it's mostly, for me at least personally, the amount of outright positivity that came from the community of Bungie and Destiny gave a lot of hope at least in my eyes it probably gave a huge amount of hope to other developers that have been thinking like i don't know if i really want to like side with like activision or like one of these large companies yes they'll give me a lot of money but also i can almost guarantee they're going to destroy whatever product i make like that's it's very much like a possibility um for those who don't know activision is like the big publisher of most uh, titles that's really where a lot of monetization comes in from is from the publisher side where like microtransactions need to be a little bit more pressed things like that really tends to come from the publisher's angle on this not saying that bungie itself is really like oh so clean but it definitely does help removing from my knowledge and my understanding activision was putting very serious time constraints um budget like reasons cutting down this is one thing that's been really popular recently is activision has been massively cutting people out of blizzard's um employment and Mm -hmm. uh they've been using the excuse um because they just can't afford it so they're paying people off to leave the company which is one of the weirdest things i've heard of in a while but they also this is like an entire thing by the way there's a lot of stuff going on that's been going on especially this week um, their recent CFO uh, left. They actually now work for Netflix, I believe, mm. um, which voided their contract because he wasn't actually supposed to be doing any sort of scouting whatsoever. And he was like, fuck this. I'm going to go scout for a better job. So now he works for Netflix. Um, they decided to pay off uh, their new CFO $15 million worth of assets, I believe, to my knowledge. I might be wrong on that. I believe it's mm. like $15, $18 million in payment. Not necessarily like pure money, but in other things as well. Um, with that included with a whole bunch of other things like laying people off because they can't afford it. And then it's like out of nowhere, just being like, you get $15 million. Kind of. It makes me lose my shit a little bit. Basically, I'm happy that Activision's slowly burning to the ground because it is. <laughs> There's been a massive drop in stock. And I've even I've done a little bit of research on this part too. Um, from the other angle where it's uh it's going through a reset, which mm-hmm. is true. It's definitely hitting that peak where most games during the time where Activision was really dipping, a lot of developers were really dipping, and that's very common during that period of time. But it's a very steep drop, and I don't believe it's really like a reset, more so as I'm really hoping a lot of investors are just pulling out and they're just like, this isn't worth it. This is everybody's losing their mind. Like everybody. 
I, yeah, I remember I what I was though. doing. It what makes me that? nervous for Blizzard though, because one goes mm-hmm. down, the other goes down. I'm like, I, I yeah, I'm not a big fan of Blizzard makes yeah. good games. And up until recently, Blizzard was relatively independent from Activision. And yeah, now thanks to these you know, layoffs, um, I heard about them through the whole Diablo team. Um, the Diablo team got screwed yes. up and then they're releasing this bullshit game on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's bad that they're getting more tied up with each other and that Activision is going to take Blizzard, probably the best gaming company ever, at least uh, empirically, down mm-hmm. with them. And that's just not cool. So I don't know. Yeah. I hesitate to say like, yeah, burn to the ground because they take a good company with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm very... I'm, I'm hoping I, it's very unlikely because even Activision's like main title now is Activision Blizzard. That's like right. their big title now. So mm-hmm. I really don't believe they're going to ever split up anytime soon. But I really also feel like Activision has just been nonstop shitting the bed. Like that's that's their skill. It's the raw talent <laughs> is that just like we like to make people angry. It's what we do. It's our it's it's what we do, really. And I, I'm sure like Diablo Immortals, I can almost guarantee you people at Blizzard weren't really thinking like, you know what people would love? A mobile game. No, they were working <laughs> on four and four got sidelined. Yeah, for exactly. a mobile game. And you know, you can understand it from Apple. Activision's point of view, they just want to make a quick yeah. buck in China. Like, okay, fine, Absolutely. so be it. Release it alongside. Don't curve, you know, a core series for the company so that mm-hmm. you can make a quick buck. You can yeah. do both at once, because it looks like a freaking port. If Diablo yes. can run on the Switch, it can run on a phone. So let's just be real here and not go screwing up everything else. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're going to go and they're going to kill my favorite series of all time, and a lot of people are on the same boat. For what? You know what I mean? No, they're going to be on a million phones on China. Agree. And they're going to yeah. lose a large portion of their U.S. base. Which, let's be real. I mean, we have to be honest. Who has more money, U.S. or China? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I don't know. I, I'm i honestly in the boat that I think maybe it just needs to happen. I, I know that, like, Blizzard crashing would be horrible. I would purchase more than enough Blizzard products, and I would hate to see it happen. But I also feel like I, I need Activision to drop like some more levels. And they I probably really do, do need to drop. They probably do need to be humble. You yes. know, I think Activision and EA are kind of in the same boat. They need to be mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe this is it and hopefully that's all that's hopefully that's where it stops. They get humble, we we go back to like good games, you know, they go follow more Nintendo's line of thinking or they make they actually make good crap. Sure, they might re-release it three times, but they make good crap the first time around, and <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So, related yeah. to this, though, because okay, the biggest part of this was about, or one of the biggest parts of this story is about Destiny 2, or Destiny mm-hmm. 1, Destiny 2, which was a part of their contract with um, Activision. Yes. What do you think is going to happen to Destiny as an IP now, as a series? Have you seen anything? Um... So, in terms of, like, what's actually happening, I haven't really seen much, but I do have, like, some ideas of what's going to happen. They're probably going to be on, like, a delay for um, the next expansions, I'm guessing. Who's, now that they're... For those who don't know, they're actually turning into a self-published, like, mm-hmm. company. So they're really going to be running everything from that point. Um, I believe there was another company that really backed him up on a lot of money. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, oh, they threw down a huge chunk of money to yeah. help support uh, Destiny for, I believe, an, a new, just an absolute like different IP 
Mm-hmm. But um, they're probably going to use some of that funds to really like keep everything stable because this is a huge loss for like Bungie. Let's be honest, yeah. Activision. Yes, they have a lot of money. <laughs> That's their thing. Um, yeah, I don't know but, though because we're getting like publishers and correct me if I'm ignorant here. We played a bigger role. Game was the gaming was dominated by physical media, right? I mean, mm-hmm. now there's nothing really wrong with pumping out shorter games more frequently as long as they're still polished in this digital age. So, is it really a loss? No, I. I and Bungie's one of those companies. Uh, they have a following. Like, if they want to say, like, "Hey guys, yes. you know, we're gonna release this." Yes, it's a little bit, you know, cosmetic, paying five bucks yeah. for, but you're helping pay for the game in the future. I think. Yeah, I feel like if they're correct. honest about it, I don't think there will be any real problem. To be completely right. honest, I agree. Um. But I feel like just for like this is mostly for the short term, really, is that right. for the time being, they're probably going to hold off and really try to get everything like up to snuff and make sure that they can make progress moving forward. Because yeah. losing a publisher like that can be a huge deal for a company, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. But so what I'm realistically expecting is they just I believe they just recently released a decent sized portion of an update. Um, they're probably going to hold back for a decent amount of time. Then they're probably going to start doing smaller updates instead. Rather than like really trying to crunch down on crunch time and then make large sweeping updates, which they were happy about their uh, their most recent like large update Forsaken. That's one thing that they were very very vocal about. Even when Activision said that it was a loss of a DLC and really like it, it didn't go well, Bungie was like, "This is probably the best thing that we've done in a long period of time. Right. We think that this is fantastic." And most of the Destiny community agrees with that, that this is, like, by definition, the best thing they've done. So I I feel like while it might be smaller, like, not not necessarily keeping up with the standards of, I believe they try to release, like, new content every half a year, I believe. I think that's right. Um, they'll probably try to push out smaller like things throughout the year instead, and it'll all be really good. That's my hope, obviously. I don't I'd know be curious to see if they take more of an approach like Warframe kind of does, you know, smaller mm-hmm. over time, and before you know it, two years have gone by and the game's completely redone. Yes, yes, that's. But really then again, that's kind of their competitors, so maybe they don't. But you know, yeah, there's no reason why they couldn't. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like. I feel like um, most people wouldn't really be opposed to that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's such like a really, it's such a huge story. Like there's so many different things that I could point to and just be like this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> but like <laughs> trying to narrow it down is oddly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I could definitely see them pushing out smaller updates. That being said, I believe they'll actually be quality updates, not just like, push it out because you have to right realistically um some people are hoping that there won't be any microtransactions i'm gonna be honest i wish that was the case but i really don't believe that's ever gonna happen i don't know microtransactions when done right are perfectly fine yeah no i agree like like, i'm gonna point to warframe again i think warframe does it almost perfectly Mm -hmm. you know like it's not intrusive you don't have to you're not like at a major disadvantage if you don't you're at a time disadvantage but it's free to play or you pay like that's really not that bit of bad of a trade-off right um so i don't think it's unreasonable to see why they couldn't do it i just think they have to be careful with how they do yes yeah no i agree i think um more than anything they'll probably be a little bit more 
lacks on like forcing them. That's really right. what I'm thinking. Because realistically, publishers are the ones that really focus on that. We're like, you need to make more money off of this product or we're just going to cut you off. And now that they don't have to worry about that so much, I believe that they'll probably like take a little bit more of a lax step on it and just like make stuff that they're proud of without just pushing out a bunch of garbage. Right. <laughs> that's really my thought. Um, but yeah, that's that's really where I stand on it. I think it's a great, a fantastic thing to happen. And I'm personally glad to see uh, Activision struggling. Yeah. It's a feels bad for Blizzard. It definitely is like that sucks. But it's something needs to happen. Right. It really does. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's where I'm at on that point. Yeah. Day, you have anything you want to include on that? Yeah. So some things I want to add real quick. Um, Bungie is uh, maintaining the full rights to Destiny as an IP. Mm-hmm. Um, to Destiny 2 players and Destiny players, I'm assuming. I don't know if they're both on the same launcher. Um, it is on the Battle.net launcher and it will still receive full um, support on the Battle.net launcher. You don't have to like uninstall it and reinstall it somewhere else, like on Steam or whatever. You're going to have yep. full support there on the Blizzard launcher. Um, so that's good for, for people who especially like need to watch their bandwidth. If you guys are on the mm-hmm. kind of metered uh, internet connection, um, that's something that uh, doesn't really hurt anyone. So that's good. Um, those are really the only other things like I wanted to add, like just as that might interest people. Um, so yeah, that's that's really it on the Bungie Activision situation, at least from my perspective. Anything else mm-hmm. you guys want to talk about on this? Nah, I think we kind of hit most of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I could just keep rambling, but right. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. So, with that, was there any other news you guys wanted to talk about that we needed to? Get, <clears throat> excuse me, that we needed to get out of the way. Oh, actually, a little tiny thing, and yeah. it does still have to do with Activision. They're currently being investigated for fraud. Oh, uh, that's that's not like too crazy of a thing. No, to be completely honest, because By who? there are stocks. Um, by, let me check. Is it the U.S. or is it? Yes, I believe it's the U.S. Investigation probably isn't. That's a problem. I'll say, well, the U.S. probably isn't investigating it at this exact moment. um, Right. Due to. (laughs) Right. Amen. uh, Partial. Keyword there. It could be. Probably not. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) at the time of this recording, we are in the longest partial shutdown of the federal government in U.S. history. Yeah. (laughs) One of the unexpected consequences of this has been the ungodly amount of spam phone calls I get. Because the, uh, the, the people who are responsible for shutting down these spam phone call centers aren't, uh, aren't considered essential. <laughs> I get six calls a day at this, at this point in time. <laughs> it is you know, I had so noticed bad. that the calls had picked up a couple of weeks ago and I didn't put it together. No, uh, I, until I saw, yeah, I saw the article like two days ago. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I just I just relooked it up because I was curious. Mm-hmm. It's actually an investor launched um, investigation because they're kind of curious Ooh. because because um, both companies did know that they were going to split up at some time. They're trying to decide or trying to figure out if maybe people were trying to sell stocks, like do the uh, the whole legal like trading of stocks before you know something's going to insider trading. Crash. Yes. Um, Where's Martha Stewart? <laughs> 
<laughs> Where's Martha Stewart? If Martha Stewart was investing or, or like selling off all of her stock in Octavision, then we know there's insider trading going on. <laughs> oh man. Um. Really? Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's yeah. very common when something yeah. like this happens, so it's not super surprising. But yeah. hopefully they find something. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, but see, here's oh, the thing: is that those guys that get caught for doing that. You know what jail they're going to end up in? It's not going to be the rough and tumble, you know, next to Jim the Slasher Man Jones. They're going to end up in a cushy foam, yeah, foam mattress okay. jail. What I care about is them losing money. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't think the prison sentence is necessarily what people in, would care about. I think it's more the bad PR. that would uh, I want, I want the money burned. Um, just like a quick bit of news for windows 10 users um there is going to be like a windows 10 is going to like keep like seven uh seven gigs of storage for future updates now i guess so if you are someone that um needs to allocate space or like on a laptop or something like that um just keep that in mind if you're somebody that has like a kind of a smaller hard drive in your PC, maybe consider looking for a sale for like a one terabyte, you know, uh, extra hard drive to add to your system, you know, something like that. Just something to just to, to consider as we go forward uh, this year. Um, just, you know, a little friendly thing here. Was there any other news that we wanted to talk about at all? I've been watching CES the past week. That's like been my main thing. So, oh, yeah, real quick, has there been anything at CES that got you guys excited? Anything that you guys were like, Santa, please? No. You know, no. not really. Yeah. Everything seemed, seemed, oh no, okay, lie, never mind. Yes. And this is my <laughs> hardware geek coming out. So AMD coming out with Vega, that's my absolute trash, is... That's good. Um, that made me excited. Not so much because I think like it's a great product to go against the RTX 2080 because I, at the same mm-hmm. price point, I'm not convinced it is. But it right. it's showing that people were doubting after the exit of Roger Kadori and a bunch of other high-level AMD engineers that AMD wouldn't be able to compete with an NVIDIA anymore. And they're showing, no, we still can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we're going to compete. And not only are we going to compete, but we're going to straight out beat you in some... Um, fields that really do matter on the back end side that you as a gamer is going to understand that or see it. You know what I mean? Because like the, the compute there is just massive. So these um, server farms are going to enjoy some of the stuff they're getting from that GPU. Mm-hmm. So that made me excited. But then everything else seems super iterative. And it's like, <laughs> this is cool. We got a rolling TV. That's kind of cool, I guess. That was uh, the one that I'm like, I would really like that. <laughs> It's, yeah. Except it's a concept. Like it's there's no guarantee that's gonna actually come out. Um, and if it comes out this year, it's gonna be what twenty grand, thirty or, grand, like or come mm-hmm. out at all. Like <laughs> right. there's no guarantee it's gonna come out at all. Like, mm-hmm. like you a lot of times with like these concepts that they that they bring out, it's mostly like, would you buy this? And then it's like, right. if not enough people say yes, they're like, okay, so we won't build any more. <laughs> this will be the only one. We're selling this one. I know Asus came out with something called the Mothership, and it's a cool concept. Basically, Surface that has a GPU in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's cool concept. It's That was probably the, the most original thing, which says basically designed off of Microsoft Surface Pro. 
um, that I saw that was like really intriguing or actually a move forward for an industry as a whole. You know, because you see the same stuff every year. Like, oh, TVs are better. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. They've been getting better for 40 years. Um, yeah. They, they're more automated cars. This has been a talking point for like three or four years now. 5G is not actually 5G. We're not there yet. Calm down. You know what I mean? It's the same crap. <laughs> so. 72K TVs. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually feel the breeze. <laughs> right. Um, oh, I think like the most ridiculous thing I saw was like that ten thousand dollar PC setup where it's I'm sure you said because you said Oh you yeah, it. yeah, the chair with <laughs> the, the monitor. Oh, yeah. the, the, it was cool. The only thing I, I can that. think of when I saw that was Code Lyoko. For anyone that watched that show as a kid where <laughs> Jeremy, like the computer tech genius, would like get into like his chair and he's controlling the world <laughs> of Code Lyoko. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I thought like I honestly thought the coolest thing about that whole deal was the case that the computer was in. I'm like in natural mm-hmm. So, oh well. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. I like the way they kind of phrased it because people were kind of, do you really think people are going to buy this? And right. I think it's Acer. And Acer's like, no, but it's a showcase piece. It's to <laughs> yeah. get our name out there. It's like, yeah. so when you see Acer, you don't think cheap. You think, oh, they make super legit stuff. They have a $10,000 racing cockpit, essentially. That's, yeah. that's legit. You know what I mean? And I think it's a good time for them to come in, too, in, in a major way because, like, who bought you? Do you guys buy Alienware anymore? Like, is Alienware still mm-hmm. considered a good brand? Or if, to me, it sounds like it just turned into the Apple of the gaming world. They just put yeah, a bigger, exactly. you know, they put a bigger price on it because it's Alienware and whatever. So I think it's good for them to kind of come in on a price point that makes sense for some of their lower end stuff and then kind, mm-hmm. kind of try and force the way into the market. So I thought it was a good marketing play. And I think it's a cool mm-hmm. piece of tech. Like we're going to start seeing some of these more cockpit things come out. Um, <clears throat> again, I like the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan, was there anything that you saw that like got you inter- piqued your interest at CES? Anything that came out of the news? Honestly, not really so much. To be completely honest, I did think the uh, the showpiece of the uh, <laughs> the the seat was pretty dope. I thought that was. Really cool. I think I saw that on Linus's channel. I was like, "That is sick." <laughs> Will I ever use anything like that in my life? No. <laughs> the, the only thing, the only thing that's missed, pretty cool. The only thing that's missing from anything in the Matrix is the jack that like ports into your back the back of your head right. <laughs> you just port it in the back of your head you stare up at the monitors and you just drool for the rest of your life as, just, <laughs> as you're just oh, consumed man. by this chair yeah <laughs> the fucking but yeah sink- realistically i didn't see too much that was like really catching my attention i agree the whole tv thing was like yeah okay it's cool yeah <clears throat> how'd you guys feel about the folding phone the foldable screen did you guys see that no, I didn't. I okay, saw I'm that. I'm trying to figure out a use case for it. Like, cool, but who wants this? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, it, it's like a phone that just, like, folds in the, well, my phone. Oh, it's basically, no. like, two two <laughs> of my phones. Like, imagine two iPhone 6s, six, like, yeah. on top uh, of each other. Put it. And then you, like, Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it fold right now, it. and I... <clears throat> Dude, there's, like... I mean, I maybe, they're, maybe they're thinking ahead. Maybe they know something... <laughs> Yeah. Like whatever, but I'm just I'm struggling to see somebody who wants a phone that's twice as thick for the right. sole reason of having a phone and a tablet. You right. I mean? If I yeah. if you're gonna give me a phone that's twice as thick, give me a battery. You know, give me a battery to come back it up so that it lasts for three days. Don't give me a bigger screen. If I want a bigger screen, it's what my laptop's for. It's what my tablet's for. It's not yeah. what my phone is for. Right. You know? The only I don't thing- even 
Oh, go ahead. And I was like, I don't even have a phone with a big screen. Like, I don't need it to be bigger. Just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing I can think of, because there were, like, that phablet, right? The the tablet phone uh, mm-hmm. that people were trying to, like, push for a while. That's the only thing I think of is, like, to make those bigger screens more viable for phones. Because, oh, you can fold it and, like, put it in your purse or, like, in your backpack. Yeah, or in your... but who needs more than a Note or an <clears throat> iPhone XS Max? Yeah. It's just excessive. Yeah. And then, you know, you want to, like, add to it. Okay, cool. Now you had the shiny device that has a screen on both sides, essentially. It just makes you a freaking target for theft, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see who I – don't, I don't hear of anyone asking for this. Who wants a foldable phone? Are you doing it just for the sake of doing it? And if that's the case, so be it. Good on yeah. you. Technology is advancing. Um, but – if you think there's actually consumer demand, I just would like to see where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, man. The, now, maybe Netflix will look super good on these screens. Yeah. You go back, <laughs> pop your feet up on the couch or something, and mm-hmm. just get rid of your TV because your phone's so big. But I don't see that being the case. Yeah. Well, and I'd be curious about the speakers in those. Because it's already right. bad enough where, like, some of the speakers on phones really, I mean, it's. <laughs> it's bad. There's something. It's bad. And I'm not, and I'm not an audio snob. I, I take right. the approach, for the most part, my approach, even though I, I have like a bunch of experience in audio, work in radio, have produced things, you know, my, my approach has always been, if it sounds good on something that's cheap, it's going to sound good on almost anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is why I think Beats is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I do like a lot of my mixing on shitty audio equipment, so I know it sounds good. Um but like the phones, phone speakers, you. I think phones oh, have no man. excuse anymore considering yeah. how like the Microsoft Surface line, they have super small speakers and they're legit. They can fill a room. Yeah. So it's like phones don't have an excuse anymore. If Microsoft can do it in the same space, why aren't you? Mm-hmm. Period. And um, then I think Google's kind of figured it out with their Pixel line with their phones. Yeah. Um. The only other thing that like kind of like really piqued my interest at uh, CES that I saw was um, a TV that with like the richest blacks. Now I couldn't really obviously I couldn't tell because you know I can't I can't you can't see another screen through a screen how another screen right, looks right. through another screen yeah. <laughs> but the way that they describe the technology right for a lot of these LED screens is you know the 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 light passes through these little bits. And the little bit is colored um, to reflect that color, right? So it's blue, it turns blue, and that's why we see it that way. But the problem is, is when you go to black, basically it just tries to block the light. And a lot of times, with blacks on TVs that are turned on or computer monitors just kind of look grayish or maybe sometimes brown. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you're watching. Are you talking about the the um, LED that did not instead of using one panel, they used two, two. The black and white yeah. panel and color. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that piqued my interest because I think that's really cool, especially for um, photographers or videographers and in, in color greatest. Um, like if you like if you get the chance to like really make it on like those, if you get to do all your editing on that. I feel like that would just be awesome. Of course, what would probably happen, and here's actually like a thing when you look at a lot of Marvel movies right now, the blacks really aren't black. They're more brown in the color grading. Um, mm-hmm. It probably fix a lot of that because a lot of like the Marvel Disney color greatest that were doing those movies, 
Uh, we're used to doing it on film and not solid state. Uh, <laughs> right. And so the color reacted differently, and that's why the color grading on those movies don't look that great. Especially, like, Age of Ultron and, like, kind of between those. Um, something for people to, like, look at. Try to, like, look I, at... I think it's important, too, for... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, it's good. Um, I think it's important, too, to kind of bring that sort of technology to the masses. Because, yeah, that kind of already existed but OLED was so expensive. And mm-hmm. OLED comes with its own host of issues. And I think it's important for these TV companies to make cheaper products that accomplish the same thing. Yeah. That was what I thought was coolest about it. It's kind of treating the market as it should and kind of bringing stuff down so that we can enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there wasn't anything that like really excited me. I'd like a rollable TV. That actually be really <laughs> <laughs> to me. That would actually be really nice. It's like the TV doesn't have to be the focal point of the room. You know, I can just yeah. set up my room to I can just set up my room to be facing towards it, but not be the focal point. That when people walk in they just see that tv right you know that i can just use the tv as a sound bar essentially because that's kind of what i thought about it too because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people they'll just do like the the um tv on like a flexible stand and they'll just put it out of the way if they don't want it to be the focal point of a room um or they'll put it up <clears throat> you know if they can but like if you're like in an apartment you sometimes you um can't like install a mount like that um, right so that was one thing i really liked about it. i really do hope that rollable t like they that that does become like more viable that they're like yeah maybe we'll start putting this out and then maybe when i'm like 60 it'll be cheap <laughs> because i can't imagine that being cheap anytime soon because <laughs> it uh, wasn't lg talking about doing like um like they actually had uh rollable screen like small rollable screens for like newspapers and tablets already i feel like that was a couple years ago i don't know i don't know i i I wouldn't surprise me the tv space does move very quick Mm -hmm. um i I don't know what tv makers are doing that the rest of tech companies just can't catch on to but they move quick stuff gets cheap quick because remember like 4k three years ago yeah was absurdly expensive now i can Mm -hmm. go buy a 4k monitor for 150 bucks new yeah, you know, so it's, it's well. And what really, really sucks is a lot of times when you're getting into 4K, like your local broadcasters, like if you watch like the local news and like a lot of your local cable companies, they haven't even gotten to that point of broadcasting yet, right? So like you like watch the local news on 4K and it's like, what is this? <laughs> like <laughs> it's so bad. You, yeah, you don't see you don't see the 4K. Uh, for your local news and stuff like that, they're like they're broadcasting, like their equipment hasn't caught up to that yet. So that's uh, a <laughs> that's part of the reason I haven't got like super into 4K. Like I haven't like gone out and like bought like a 4K monitor or like a 4K smart TV or anything like that. My my smart TV is a 32 inch 1080p. I don't even know what hertz or whatever. Right. But I'm like it works enough to make parts unknown look every bit as beautiful as parts unknown is. Right. So. Yeah, I use a 4K monitor primarily for work, and it's good for work. But when I'm looking at content or whatever, it's still downsides 1080p even on YouTube mm-hmm. when they when 4K is an option, it's just easier and no, you can't really tell the difference. Yeah. Um, what would be kind of cool to see is with this roll-up technology, if we see like there's interesting ways in which they can implement it. Right. It can mm-hmm. go on parts of cars. You could easily hide things in seats. You could, you know, make TVs on airplanes make more sense. 
Mm-hmm. Like there, are, I think there are ways in which the technology can progress and make life easier or better. Or you could get like these really nice curved, you know, domes or whatever. You know, yeah. make, uh, I think it has a path forward, and I don't think it's not going to happen. I think even if it doesn't come out this year or even next year, I think it's going to happen for the reason that it just opens up so many avenues for content. Yeah. Especially because mm-hmm. I know a year ago there was this huge push for 360 video. Can you imagine if you could just like sit in a 180 dome mm-hmm. and just kind of lean back and see something? That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, like I see it as such a as like more of a, uh, it's like a cost and space saving tool yeah. for people like in small. I, I'm a minimalist. I like, I don't like having a bunch of stuff like cluttered around. I don't like having coffee table and nightstand. You know, I like having just like. Can I have like one side table, my couch, and not have to have like a bunch of other furniture to like do my TV? So if I can mount like a TV to the to my ceiling, right, and just have it roll down instead of having because yeah. because you don't get that great of quality from projectors because a projector would essentially you know if you're just doing it on a wall would get the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not as it's you don't get the greatest quality. It's not as light, clean. Uh, yeah, the quality sucks. The color isn't yeah. as great. Right. So if you could do something like that where you just have like a proje- the TV just rolls down like the old school projector screens, that would be great to me. That's like that's kind of like my dream. It's like, oh, yeah, I just have like, a you know, I have a small living room set up. That's up. It's out of the way. Right. It's out of the way for when I want to entertain. I have a party. I'm not worried about somebody, you know, knocking over my TV or something like that. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I think it's actually is like a really good, you know, a really good innovation in like TV space. Right. Especially for people who have to like live in small, you know, if you're like live in New York City or something like mm-hmm. that in your apartments. Yeah, where space is a, space is money and you the more space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the biggest benefits of doing that, too. Um, yeah. Was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about today? I think I'm good. All right. Um, so we'll end it here then. Ren, where can people find yes. you and where are they going to find you at? Well, first off, hi, I'm Ren. Um, you guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Zs because I'm dumb and I don't know how names work. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be playing Resident Evil 2, the demo tonight. And then I'm probably going to finish up a game called Hob that I just recently started playing. That's the plan, at least. But yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Awesome. Be. Taylor, a.k.a. Wretched Wolf, for the people who weren't here right at the beginning, where can people find you? What are they going to find when they get there? And um, plug away, friend. All right, cool. Well, if you want to watch me on Twitch when I do rarely stream, that's twitch.tv forward slash Wretched Wolf. Um, spelled as it is on the pod on the show you want to find me on social media i run a podcast as well it's just think we're available on itunes spotify google play music and google Podcasts. we're just we're a show that kind of goes against all kinds of different things in society right now i'm finishing up my social media series we talked about how social media makes money how it's affecting your mental health um different things like that i've gone through religion some political stuff a great show if you just want to broaden your horizon and you know i call it a podcast for dialogue and divisive times it's so hard to have a conversation now my focus is to have a conversation with people and ideas that are different from my for me or my idea and that's my whole goal so again just think on itunes spotify google platforms uh i'm on instagram and twitter those are where i'm most active at just think pod and that's probably the easiest way to get the hold hold of me i'm looking out for you know for suggestions on topics and all that sort of deal so that's me 
Awesome. Go follow him. I'll make sure to have links in the description of the uh, podcast feed and on YouTube. Um, coming up on my channel, uh, I just passed one year streaming anniversary. Um, this Friday, I'm going to attempt to do a 24-hour stream. I'm going to call it as long as I can slash 24-hour stream. No promises <laughs> that I'll make 24 hours. Um, but I'm going to try my damnedest. That'll start like Friday night and we'll run to, to Saturday night. So I have plenty of time to sleep uh, through Sunday. <laughs> What's Is up? that this Friday night? Yeah. It's Friday night. Because I kind of forgot to mention I'm also doing a 24-hour. I, I legit forgot to mention. Oh, when are you starting? I'm doing, I'm doing it on Saturday. <laughs> what what time your time? Uh, I believe I'm going to be starting up in the morning, so probably like 10 to 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I also have to wear a maid outfit. I'm not joking. It's on my bed. <laughs> it's right over there. I can literally go grab it. Well, That's well, not a lie. <laughs> we, will have to, uh, we will have to make some plans then, friend. Yeah, because we yeah, it'll be so much easier knowing I have to do I, that we can go through it together. As yeah, I completely spaced it off. I didn't even think about it until just now. I was like, oh wait a second. Yeah, so that's the plan. We're gonna try to go as long as I possibly can. We'll see. Um, probably gonna be a lot of uh, Irish coffee. There you go. Get really silly off that Irish coffee. Um, other than that, I don't know what my the rest of my stream schedule is. Um, because uh, it's going to be kind of a weird week. I have a meeting this week, and uh, kind of depending on how that meeting goes, I may or may not be in the mood to stream. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than that, guys, make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and YouTube. Follow this channel for more. Make sure you follow uh, Ren for uh, all the beautiful things he does, and make sure you guys check out Wretched Wolf, a.k.a. Taylor, on all of his platforms we're gonna go on ahead and end the podcast now is there absolutely anything else you guys want to get off your chest while we are here days the nerd that's all i can't top that (laughs) (laughs) all right guys bye. bye You want a podcast for dialogue and a divisive time? Go ahead and check out Just Think on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.